0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, bots and cons to Tech Talk, the officially unofficial Transformers TCG podcast. I'm joined, as always, by Scott of VectorSigma.info. And how are you doing tonight, Scott? Good. Awesome. We got a a relatively small in appearance topic list for everybody tonight, uh, but the topics themselves are pretty vast. So, This may only be a cursory level thing, and we'll mention where else you can find some other additional information for at least some of the topics later on. Um, But the first one that we were going to jump into tonight is actually, well, the qualifier season. So, unfortunately for me personally, I can't make it to what is probably one of, if not likely going to be one of the largest regional qualifiers this weekend. Um, there's just, unfortunately, some conflicts, like real life gets in the way. But Scott, you're going to be attending this weekend, right?
1: Yeah, my plan is to attend as we stand, as we speak right now.
0: Awesome. And like I said, I'm expecting that this is going to be one of the larger events. But in general, we kind of wanted to talk a little bit about the qualifier season. And well, Scott, let me ask the obvious thing, because this will kind of segue right into it. I know I said I'm not going, but you said you were. You're already qualified. What exactly are you doing at qualifiers now? Like, why why are you spending your time going to play?
1: Um, I think there's probably two main reasons. I mean, the first is, like, let's just imagine that there was no qualifier season to begin with. Like, Mm. I mean, uh, so I believe that these were just good excuses of having a decent number of players show up for an event. Right. And, you know, I was showing up to these levels of events when there was no quote qualifier season, so I don't see there's any reason why I wouldn't Absolutely. continue to do it now. Mm. So um I mean it's just I guess you would just call it playing for the love of the game or something like that. Like <laughs> to use a cliche or something like right. that. Like, well I
0: mean it's very accurate. I it's Yeah I we had talked a little bit about this offline and in talking with other people, both at Gen Con and at other events and just in general, especially when the structure for the OP for Transformers was first announced, I liked the idea that it gave everybody an excuse to keep showing up. Because there, there is an argument, I guess, if, if you feel bad, uh, showing up and dream crushing. But in this case, because of the way the, the qualifiers are structured, play in all of them because it's going to pass down. So it's worth playing in the event just for the sake of playing the game.
1: Sort of. I mean, the devil's advocate argument, I think, is like, mm. it's, it's in the finals, yes, it doesn't matter. Like, your slot's going to pass down, it really yes. doesn't matter. But it, it's, it's what you do in the earlier rounds. Mm. And, you know, I guess we can probably get into that as, like, a second topic. Not just about showing up, but about, like, how you handle it when you're there. But, like... Mm. Um, I think that's basically been some of the argument I've heard as to why people weren't going to go because they didn't want to put themselves in those kind of positions. But I just think that's a mistake on multiple levels. I mean, I think mm. I don't think you know it's kind of a damn if you do, damn if you don't kind of situation. You know, you would hear yes. complaints about from you would hear complaints from people that basically said there aren't enough big events in my area, and now all of a sudden. There are, and you're going to be like, I'm not going to go because I'm qualified. Like, 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 yeah. you can't have it both ways. <laughs> like, you know.
0: I think there's an argument uh, of many against that, but one of them is it's aside from playing for the love of the game, another reason is just supporting your local scene. So, yep. the store qualifiers, the whole purpose is to get a whole bunch of people in and playing. And yes, I kind of get the argument that. You know, if you're dream crushing somebody, this was one of their only chances to qualify or whatever, and you eliminate them, that's unfortunate. But at the same time, someone else who wasn't getting qualified is getting qualified. You, you cannot take the only spot if you're already qualified. And if the whole purpose is to get people playing, not showing up and not playing is kind of sending the message across to to not just Wizards, but also your local scene that there aren't enough people or that that people aren't interested in playing. You want to buoy it as much as possible.
1: Yeah, and I think we, I don't know if we've actually mentioned it, but I mean, like, I in our interview with Drew around mm. organized play, our specific organized play um, interview that we had with him, it was kind of implied, I'm not putting words in his mouth, but, like, it was kind of implied that, like, the turnout that happens during this season at various events, both the qualifiers themselves and other events that are being going on, been going on the emphasis on needing to put these into the WPN network and things like that kind of shows to me that if this, you know, all indications are to this, is this is successful so that in the future, there's going to be a lot less than 1600 stores that are going to have the opportunity to run qualifiers. Absolutely. And so if you want your area to be represented in a situation – I'm not saying it's probably going to – I don't think it's going to be as, like, stringent as, like, you know, the Pro Tour qualifier system used well, to be back in the day. Yeah, but.
0: that's a – we're not quite at that volume. <laughs>
1: right, but but I think it'll be more stringent than it is now.
0: For sure. It
1: And so, you know, if you want your local store to be one of the ones in the future that gets that, I wouldn't use I'm qualified as an excuse not to go to – the ones that you have the opportunity to go to.
0: Yeah, I think there's definitely, despite the what we were, we're saying is the potential drawback of dream crushing somebody, there is an altruistic reason to do this. And it's exactly that, to support your scene, both to show wizards, yes, we have a, a local group. We have a lot of people. Let us host things if that's in their mind, but also to show your local store because it doesn't have to be an Energon qualifier. Like we, as you right. mentioned, Scott, there were plenty of case events and plenty of other tournaments in our local area that were being run <laughs> kind of the way you started out with for the love of the game and for the sake of playing. And for all the people out there who may be listening that said you don't have a local scene or you don't have the opportunity to play, and maybe those people aren't listening to this, but these are the sort of ways like you have to physically be there. And yes, it, I mean, I'm the prime example of sometimes real life gets in the way. But if you have the opportunity, you got to take it because otherwise it's all well and good to say, well, I would have been there, but laundry list of reasons. It matters if you're there, like having another body in that store or that hall or wherever you're playing matters.
1: Yeah. And like, there's ones like the one coming up for us this Sunday where the prizes are very good. And and I assume these prizes are good because they're expecting a turnout that is, you know, X entry fees times Y number of people showing up means that we can give out Z prizes mm-hmm. guaranteed, according up front. Like, you know. Right. So, I mean, again, I, I don't I think there's a difference between deciding whether or not you're going to show up for the event and then how you're going to act at the event. And I think some people might be putting the cart before the horse and letting that make their decision for them, if that makes sense.
0: Absolutely. It. I I definitely get where you're going with this. One other before we potentially go into that subject, though, one other reason I want to put forth, and if we carpet that, compartmentalize it. Sorry, I can't get the words out. Where (laughs) we say that it's altruistic to say, yeah, we want to show that this is our scene. The scene is strong, and we want to prove that to both the local scene itself. Hey, there's other people to wizards. Hey, we have a lot of people, and to your local store. There's a lot of people, three groups that are all very important that you need to convince. The more selfish reason is if you're thinking that you're going to, you qualified at Origins or you qualified at your, at a different, like you drove to a store qualifier a month ago or something. Right. And
1: Any, any, any way that you're qualified.
0: Yeah. You're already qualified from a while ago and you're just going to take the season off (laughs) and then you're going to turn it on the night before the actual Energon Invitational. I'd, <laughs> I'm going to say good luck. Because that. Yes there's going to be a new set. There's going to be a new meta. But think about all of it. And we'll get into this in our, our later discussion. About spheres. But the entire meta evolution. Like there's still a lot. In Siege 1 to explore. I feel. And there are a lot of interactions. There are a lot of potential builds. That have yet to come to light. And Yes, you can look at those lists and as we've talked about on other shows, stand on the shoulders and look at the results from other people, but there's something to be said for doing the work yourself along the way. It's kind of like if you were back in school, you look in the back of the book for the answers. It's like, oh yeah, I figure out how they got that. And then you get to the test and it's like, maybe I didn't quite follow exactly what happened as well as I could have.
1: Yeah, and there's a coroll. I, I totally agree with that point. And there's a correlator to that as well, which is the level of competition you're going to be facing at these events should be higher than your random local store on a weekday night. Absolutely, or even like a even like a weekend, you know, random tournament that they usually have. There's there's more on the line than just like for
0: funsies at these.
1: Right, right. So I feel like like the the experience you're going to get is going to supplement like if if you don't have a huge amount of experience playing at a high level because of the i mean not just i mean you could have got qualified over one of the higher level events but even if that i don't want to say that's like a fluke but like if, if you don't have experience playing in a lot of events like that this isn't i mean those are better practice compared to the invitational than these qualifiers will be but i think this is the best you can for your local scene. And right. you might as well try to keep playing at that high of a level where everyone's trying to do their best. And, and, and I, this will, again, bleed into the second part of the topic. But, mm. yeah, I totally agree that, I mean, this is, we talked about this, I think, in the last, whenever we did the podcast about, like, going over, like, the, the case study of, of Gen Con, where we kind of said, you know, it's unfor- the good thing about having a large event when a set kicks off is that you kind of get to the, to play in an undefined metagame and you the teams that put in the work and the people that put in the work with the new cards tend to benefit. And we mentioned that the downside is there really is no, like we don't get to see, okay, I've now been, you know, what that evolved into got me to this point. And now there's another big event with that same metagame to like wrap it up type of situation. So like, like you said, I mean, there's no way that everything was solved that, at that first major event at Gen Con. There's definitely Absolutely. still room to be discovered. I mean, like, not every deck that even did well at Gen Con had a plethora of Siege cards even in them. So that means there were things from other metas that, that yep. were, were out, quote, hadn't been discovered yet. So, you know...
0: Yeah, there, I, there's I just, just no way, that, given the amount of time... Even with all the great minds working on it, that it can be solved that quickly. So, the continued evolution, as we see it, is going to to teach you things going into Siege Two.
1: Yeah, and I, I think, I, I mean, I'm jealous of the you know the 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 UK players that have that opportunity in September yeah. to play at that at that level um, and have their own you know qualifier type season going on with the the 2 by tournament that they have and things like that so i mean that that's a really cool type thing going on i'm sure i'm sure mm-hmm. stores still have their their local scene you know siege events going on of cross course. town things and stuff like that but i mean i would just take this opportunity to try to play things outside the box or like you know Try to play your backup strategy going in, or something that you think might do better now. That you know what the meta looks like. There's no reason to stop innovating. Of course. Um, and the, because because any of the any of the effort and work that you're going to put in is going to help you prepare for the invitational. I mean, the the game has a very high skill cap, and any opportunity you have to play at that level, I would just try to take. Um, even if it is you know, sealed if it's sealed, if it's limited, I would definitely you know play in those if it's yeah, no matter what no the what the you know I don't know that I would play if it was turbo, but that's just me, but well, like yeah. <laughs> you know, like any opportunity you had to do anything um you know i, I all these reasons you gave are, are are excellent ones, and you know, I'm sure for a lot of people, it's not as dense of a cost of Wars that we have, right um. So, you know, and I, I've heard horror stories of, like, you know, stores that got kits and aren't actually doing events and things like that. So, like, I get that that this, what sounds like a plethora of opportunities may not just be, may not exist for everyone. And, and the, the store that they're able to go to is the only store in the area that's going to be running an event. Right. So.
0: Oh, there it. they are. <laughs> it was bound to happen eventually. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um. Well, you mentioned something interesting there because you brought up the UK that's going to have their big event in. Well, it's almost September now, so it's right around the corner, and there's rumors that it's going to be pretty big. So uh, I'm very excited to for that scene. I'm very excited for everybody over there that's going to have an opportunity to play. And like you said, I'm a little jealous that they get to play at the time that they're playing. So they. They have a little bit more information. I'm very curious to see what comes out of it. And to be honest, that should inform, it kind of goes back to our previous shows where we've talked a lot about gathering information and the importance of it. And whether you're looking at those other qualifiers or as we're discussing now playing in them, don't, Uh uh-oh, uh-oh, it's all right. (laughs) No,
1: I'm I'm taking them out. I'm just going to mute for a
0: second. That's fine. Um, one of the important things about it is that you need to go in with a purpose. So like Scott was saying, these are we're going to call them high level events. Everybody's there for purpose. They're playing for quote unquote real. They're not just going to mess around. It's not your your random weekly where, you know, you're just showing up with whatever your latest tank build is or whatever your latest other tribal build is or your favorite characters that only add up to 19 stars and you're just filling it out or something like that it's gonna be people playing real decks with the intent of trying to qualify so if you're already qualified an important thing to keep in mind is go in either to try and win and you're honing your expertise and your skill with a given build that you're already familiar with or Go in explicitly to test with new things. For example, this particular weekend, although I'm not going to make it, I was fully planning on playing something blue-based to try and see if I could combat the Sea of Orange that we've represented and talked about in a number of previous shows. The point being is that I want to explore what avenues there are on that end. So you should have a similar thing. It doesn't have to be, I want to learn the control deck. It could be, I want to learn how the control decks work. Or I want to learn how this particular interaction happens to play out when my opponent isn't just letting me do whatever they give me a thousand turns and it's effectively gold fishing. You want to run through the scenarios in a live fire drill, essentially. So, Scott, are you back with us of our our oh, yeah, yeah. furry coat? Co- okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I was t- trying to see if I gave you enough time to get them uh, <laughs> calm down a little bit.
1: No, I, I think the mentality comes from like the like the week 17 NFL season where like, you know, yeah. the playoff teams sit there, sit their best players. Like uh, they had 16 weeks in a row to play. Exactly. Like, most, most, most players in this game are, don't have these opportunities. Like, I, I just don't think you can, there's I don't a, think you can throw them away. Like, there's a difference even, between, between a choice.
0: Uh, yeah. Let's say you, I mean, there's no way logistically it would have worked at Gen Con, but let's say that, they literally ran stuff 24-7, I'm making it all up, and right. there were enough times that you could play in, say, four to six events if they existed at Gen Con, and you qualified in one of their early ones. There's an argument that, you know, you don't play in the last one, the night before the Saturday event, because you want to actually sleep, you want to eat, you want to mentally prepare or or decompress, to your analogy of, of Week 17, where... You had the whole season. If you're not ready by now, the one week is probably not going to help you.
1: Right. I mean, I think we, I mean, we talked about this, like going into Gen Con at Origins as well as like the analysis afterwards. Like we still played in the Saturday morning one, even though we were qualified. Absolutely. Because, you know, the the opportunity to play in that level of event just doesn't come across that often. So like, Mm -hmm. don't look a gift horse in the mouth when you have the opportunity to.
0: Right. There is there is a level, and again, we we talked about the altruistic reasons, but there are personal and you could call them selfish reasons of you need to improve yourself. At the end of the day, you are the competitor and you need to do the things that are in your best interest to try and win. So you need to make sure that you're at the top of your game. And it's kind of hard to do that if you're not playing and playing in the appropriate mindset and in the appropriate environment. Correct. So... Uh, qualifier season, any other thoughts on why people should play, Scott?
1: Why they should play? No, I guess we could just briefly touch on what happens when you're there, I guess, and how you should or shouldn't feel, I guess.
0: (laughs) Sure. Take it away.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So I, I think there's, I think there are, I think on the opposite side, there's a swell of like, okay, you're qualified. How do you actually treat, like, your opponents and your... So let's assume you're going in with the intention of trying to do as best as possible, test out the deck, try to of do course. whatever. I can't tell you that you just want to set 20 or $30 wherever the entry fee is on fire. Like, that's your call. But, like, I would be playing to win Absolutely. as best as possible. And I hope that anyone that isn't qualified that faces off against somebody that is doesn't feel like they should just get a free ride out of it.
0: Yeah, it's... Um, There is something to be said for you do have to earn it.
1: (laughs) I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to like, you know, be the end boss or anything like that to to people, but like, you know, I just feel like I won't get anything out of the experience unless I'm playing to win. Of course. Personally, like I could just play test games and just show up and play against people in between rounds, but that's still not going to get me everything we just mentioned for the last 20 minutes about why you should go. Yep. So um especially the competitive aspect of it. So I don't think that somebody in the moment is necessarily going to be like, "Oh no, I expected uh, you know, that person's qualified. I just expected that it would be a free win." But I just don't know in the back of their minds how people are going to feel and I, I don't know. I would hope no mm-hmm. one feels this way. It's just it's just a groundswell of 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 stuff that I think could exist. So I'm just putting it out there.
0: Yeah, it's worth mentioning and I think it is something that and we've said this many times before that this is for many people not just their first competitive game but their first card game period so i could certainly understand a level of uncertainty from those individuals as to well what's the the social protocol for these sort of things and like you said i think everybody should go in expecting you sit down you get your cards out and you're playing a real game every time
1: yeah i don't think i don't think we're at a point yet where we And I don't, and I think when we eventually do do this, I don't want to be, I don't think it needs to just be the two of us, but like, um, like I haven't necessarily formed all my thoughts as to like, you know, do I feel like too many people are going to be qualified for December? Do I feel like not enough? Like, what, what, how did this go from a, you know, level of competitiveness perspective? Does that matter, Mm -hmm. et cetera? And, And so, like, I'm just going in with the, However many people are there, the number of people that are able to show up in December, and I'm fine with it. So, but, you know. Yeah.
0: I mean, there's... I'm assuming that's
1: not <laughs> always going to happen. So, right. I feel like if you're not getting yourself in that mentality now, then when it... I can only... I think it can only go down from here, the number of people that will qualify for future events.
0: I would. I was about to type. say that.
1: Yeah. I, 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 it can't go up, can it? I mean, it can't possibly, like...
0: Well, you know, it... it Like you'd said earlier, it it isn't set in stone. And to my knowledge, there has been nothing said officially that Wizards is looking at decreasing any of this going forward, as far as number of stores or anything like that. But I have to imagine that there's an interest in clustering it towards, you know, for lack of a better way to put it, and I, I hesitate to phrase it this way, but like rewarding the places that are obviously putting in the effort.
1: Yeah, I also think I also think if the game is to grow to where let's just, and again I'm totally making this up, but right, like, w- there's no reason there couldn't be more than one quote Energon Invitational in a year for sure. So therefore, by definition, there would have to be less people qualified for each one of them. So right. I just think I just think getting yourself in that mindset where like you're you're playing with the intention of trying to qualify quote again. And then, if you win, it just passes down to your opponent. It could pass down through five opponents, for all I care. Like if everybody yeah, at the store is qualified, exactly.
0: Like,
1: um, but I just think going into it with that mentality is going to prepare you for, in my opinion, what is an inevitable shift towards that in the future.
0: Right. And I think that's worth. And I hope. Keeping I, I, in I mind. hope.
1: I, I hope everyone should hope that I'm right. That like it's moving in that direction.
0: Hmm. I am it's very people, curious. So. It, I don't know how much discussion there is to be had, and like you said, we could kick it to a future one, but uh, it, there's no running list of qualified players as far as I know, at least not a public one. So, no, and
1: everything, I, everything I've been told is that at the end, there'll be a list of the
0: You started to get a little robotic there. You're saying at the well, end, we're like going to get a list and of and everybody?
1: Probably. Have
0: oh, God. All right, everybody. Unfortunately, we did have some audio difficulties at this stage and other parts of the recording. So if we jump around a bit, that's the reason why, but we're going to get right back into it. When we last left our heroes, I was explaining your point about how we will eventually get a list, a public one. It's just a matter of when, and I'm very curious how many unique individuals have qualified.
1: Yeah. And I'm not sure that we'll ever get a list of how they qualified, which would be interesting metric to see. Like yeah how and like who shows up, depending on how they qualified, so that could probably tell you what level of event is most popular to get the players to show up. I'm not sure that matters, but
0: well, um, you'd have to have be. how many people also were at the event, I think, to draw that sort of conclusion. So, if it's a store event, just putting store next to it, that could be four people or that could be a hundred. I mean, it's probably not a hundred, but
1: Yeah, I mean, they could collate all that information and show you how how people qualified, how many people were there. I don't think they will. Right. I think they will internally. Of course. um,
0: I'm sure sure. that's that's on a graph somewhere or in a chart somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. It's
1: easy to it's easy to pull from the system that they're using, but
0: absolutely. I mean, um, that's part of the whole benefit is so that they can run these sort of metrics and make sure that they're serving the communities appropriately. So.
1: Yeah. The bottom line is, I would just go into these things, trying to win, do your best as if it was any other tournament, and. Remember, in the end, you can't knock anybody out. You can yep. only affect people on the way up. And, like, if you're going to feel bad at, in the
0: entire event. So, just don't go in with that mentality. So Exactly. I mean, it, even in any event, whether it's a qualifier or not, if you're going in with that attitude. I mean, every person that you hand an L to, you would logically feel bad for them. Right. So, I, I mean... I kind of get it,
1: but I kind of don't, so it's yeah. hard to explain.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I follow exactly what you mean, because I'm kind of in the same boat, where yes, I understand your point, uh, at the end of the day, I think I it's just an agree to disagree.
1: <laughs> I mean, I might just be making devil's advocate, maybe nobody feels this way, it's just what mm. I've... It's just an underswell of what I've heard out there, so I'm just... I'm not, like, commenting anything that I heard somebody say or anything like that, it's just okay. that I want people to understand, like, if they feel there's a fairness factor or something that you know don't feel that way
0: gotcha so So, uh i think that kind of does it for the qualifier talk for now um is there or let me ask you this has there been anything since there's been a handful of qualifiers i think at this stage uh anything that's jumped out to you at this moment in time scott
1: i think what's jumped out to me to be honest with you is that i think going into another qualifier season I think, I think I need to make, and I'm willing to hold the mantle for this. For you know, for us as a group, is I think we need to make an incentive for people to report publicly, so that like we can see what's going on with the game, and there can be yeah. a feeling that, that things are evolving and such. Um, you see scattered reports of what happens, but like it's nothing, nothing too official, right? Nothing like organized. I would say.
0: I wonder whether that is, and anybody out there listening, if you played in a qualifier and you haven't reported, feel free to reach out to us. You don't have to do it publicly or anything. Um, I'm very curious as to what is preventing people from doing. Is it just, you know, well, real life is keeping me really busy or is it my, I feel my event was small or, uh, you know, I just want to keep my super secret tech a secret kind of thing. I'm not, I'm not sure what's driving people because usually for these sort of things, I remember playing other games. People were all too excited to immediately jump on the forums. I guess the analog today would be Facebook and say, "This is what I played and here's how I crushed everybody." I think it's just I think it's just an etiquette thing. I think there's I think
1: I think something could have established to be like you know what you're supposed to say and how you're supposed to act. And I think we just that just
0: wasn't done up front. It's entirely possible. That that could be true. So uh, I think that kind of does it for this particular topic. And that may be a record for our quickest episode, folks. As always, we thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And please tune in next time for more Tech Talk. Hey, guys. Dan here from VectorSigma.info. We wanted to take this moment to thank all of our patrons for believing in the service we're providing. If you're not yet a member of a Patreon, feel free... Click on the link for other podcasts like this one or verse videos or any of the other great content that we provide on our YouTube channel. Thanks, guys.